Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The hematologist and the doctor both think it's stress-related, but I'm not convinced. Please help me, mommy. Um, what do you think it is, Nadav? Well, it doesn't sound like too much cum in the balls. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark. Keep those emails coming to drdrewafterdark at gmail.com and the voice messages, of course, at 818-253-1693. I'm joined by the Booth Bros, the Booth Boys. Booth Hell Bros. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was a little jumble right there. It was there. a little jumble. Booth uh, Bros. Be, as you, as the, the bras know, um, I we, we have a kitchen right outside here, and I went in there and put something in my mouth that I'm, I'll be, I feel like I'll be lucky if I don't get up and vomit during this particular little transmission. Uh, that and it's affecting my ability to think. So this should be an interesting show. Boy, well, we did tell you it was old before you put no, it in your body. No, you did not. You told me after I put it in my body, and you also said it was sent in, which made me did not inspire confidence. Oh yeah, it shouldn't have. Uh, it should have inspired yeah. you to maybe just uh, maybe I should get some, take some ipecap and just vomited right there. I mean, why don't you just stick your finger down your throat and we'll do it the old-fashioned way? I think that's that'd be a good show. That's what I'm saying. Do you want me to bring you out a trash can? <laughs> At some point, I may ask you to do that. Just say the word and I'll rush it out. Oh my god! Ooh, here's a good one. I good morning. Uh, my doctor's above eighteen. Uh, what? So I suddenly had the realization I am one of the stalkers I've been talking about. I've been talking about. Guy likes girl. Girl doesn't like guy. Guy wants to be just friends. I've mentioned it twice. And the first time, it kind of went in one ear out the other. I even discussed it with her because she's a fellow mommy. And when she was like, nah, you're not a stalker. However, something happened between her and I right around the time you brought it up the second time. I had all these emotions. How could she do that to me? How could she be so mean? Doesn't she see how badly this hurts me? Because I'm the stalker waiting for her to decide to be with me. Even th- I, I, didn't, I added that editorial comment. Even thought scarily close to, well, when I'm gone, she'll see how good a friend she's lost. Well, she really did not text me for a week. Those words you said started ringing in my ear like a bombshell, and I realized, oh, shit, I'm a fucking stalker. I've taken it upon myself to halt all communication with her, but I'm wondering, we've been close for going on two years now, can we ever be healthy, just healthy, just friends, or do I have to spare us both the craziness and move on? Long live the rational revolution! Cheers, my friend. Uh, oh boy, yeah. So uh, it usually requires some cold turkey, right? Which, uh, thank goodness, she is the one initiating because I don't think you would have done so. Uh, you have to really look at your what you consider a friendship and what your expect expectation is of this friendship. Clearly there's more than you realize or than maybe you did already know. And it's just now uh, really coming into your face, getting pressed to the mirror, as we say, there's my uh, weird peanut butter coming up. Uh-huh. Um, I know it's awesome. Uh, it smells good tra- too. It smells you, great coming back. Do you need a trash can? Not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm still, I'm still working it. Ooh, it'd be great if, uh, we, if I got there just one second too late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, but so anyway, as I said, it's affecting my ability to think. So here we go. Uh, poor, poor stalker. Am I a stalker? So y- y- I think the important thing for you to do in terms of whether you can have a friendship with this young lady is you need to invest your libidinal energy in someone else. In other words, you need to have a girlfriend. I'm assuming this is a this is a guy, right? Wouldn't you agree? Along the rational revolution, Chomos. That's got to be a guy, right? Yeah, um, it is. So so. You, you need to get a girlfriend. And if you have a girlfriend um, and you're you're and it's a good relationship, you're really invested in it, and then you can think about maybe having a friendship with this other person. But I would generally let at least six months go by. And you, during the next couple of weeks, think really long and hard about what you were doing there. You know, why you hung out, why you made it such a good friendship, what your fantasy was about what was going on. Because you, you're not full stalker. The, the full stalker knows what he's doing, Right. The full stalker is sort of there. Even consciously, though? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, they, they know they're waiting for their time. They, they're they're literally that's why they would always call me. They'd go, "Hey, I put in two years. What's going on? I did it. Now it's time. Now Ooh. it's time for her to, to come on with me. I did what I needed to do." So the fact that this so, guy had a realization is actually a good sign for him. I think, unless it's deeper, you know, deeper than we know. Hmm. But but I think that I, I the, the way I sort of feel about this is it looks like there was some friendship there that there was an actual friendship and then there was this fantasy on top that something was going to happen and he just look at that fantasy part and see whether or not there can actually be a friendship without that fantasy and you're not allowed to go pursue the friendship as a just in case if you want to jump ship with your current girlfriend that's not okay uh i'm a big dude six eight three hundred pounds Woo! i'm not circular but i what? What is circular? Should I know what that is? Maybe just like uh, bulbous? I'm not circular, but I carry it well. Recently, I've been on a high-protein diet, five workouts a week. Uh, my problem is that I am going br- I'm going brown. My problem is that I am going brown, and I have to push, and it comes out in tiny segments. Am I dehydrated? Possibly. Am I just obese? Yeah. Do I need more water? Yes. Will coconut water help? No, but MCT oil could help. So you could do oh, you yeah. could you could that do, makes you <laughs> shake your brains out, right? It can, it can. Uh, what's the solution? Because I feel constipated and sometimes uh, don't go for possibly eight to ten. He considers not going for eight to ten hours of constipation. Constip- and he goes once a month, my friend. Once a month. Yeah, but I mean, you can't see okay? how. I'm can, just setting. I could I could understand how not going eight to ten hours. You're like something's wrong. I'm usually the, shouldn't by now. The, the problem is he's not completely emptying things. The stool is hard and small. Where I'm high and tight, but I'm coming up in May. The old um, lazy rectum. Uh, it's really his diet and his weight loss and his dehydration, all that good stuff. The, all the good stuff he's doing. Uh, so um, I think what you got to do is just do what Nadab does uh, and add add Metamucil, add uh, psyllium husk of some form, and probably a fair bit of it. Uh, you're not getting enough bulk in your diet. That's what the evidence is here by your constipation. So you might uh, think about some a more... Um, some more bulk in your diet, some more, you know, cruciferous vegetable, that kind of stuff. Also, you know, getting a washlet and douching your asshole. Douching the ashes doesn't hurt, doesn't mm-hmm. hurt. It helps Nadav. It helps me. And um, stool softener sometimes is necessary, an actual stool softener, colace or surfax, something like that. Now, this is a this is a this is a serious question here. You ready? You guys ready? Hell too, yeah. Is it too early to do serious? No, let's do serious. Twenty-two-year-old male in Canada. Recently, my grandmother had made the decision to apply for medical assistance in dying. I received a confirmation for it to take place within a month from the date that I am writing this. She previously had serious cancer, recovered, has since been diagnosed again with more cancer that is terminal, less than six months, according to her doctor. She made the decision as she doesn't want to re-experience the cancer pain. I can understand the rationale, but the decision with the, of the decision, but I'm having a difficult time processing my emotions around it. Is there any information that you may know about this? Any ideas surrounding how this is going to affect the grieving process, et cetera? Um, it, it's interesting, right? Boy. It, uh, there's, there, first of all, I would definitely get involved with whoever is the organization that's helping her with this. They will have resources. They will have personnel that are grieving specialists and groups and all kinds of things. So that's what you need is other people, number one. Number two, um, this person, your, your grandmother may be doing you a favor in terms of the grieving process. The way the grieving process is drawn out these days, where we keep people alive for months or years that are in suspended states of animation and are in horrible pain, the reason we do that is usually the family who doesn't want to feel the grief of losing that person. Your grandmother is a mature woman who knows what's up here. She's accepting reality on reality's terms. She doesn't want to feel the pain. She shouldn't have to. She should use medical assistance in dying. I think that's an it's an excellent thing to do. It's philosophically problematic and you may have theological issues with it. I totally get that because human life is precious. I get that. And it's weird. It's weird to pick a date and a time that okay, I'm dying now. It's weird. It doesn't it pe- people who have a religious problem with it will say you're you're playing God and you're messing with his plan and whatever it might be. And I I get that. There's also sort of a more reality-based component, which is how do you choose that moment? I mean, how you isn't that weird that you pick that moment to die? Why not four days later? I have this problem actually when we put animals down. 
It's like trying to get that right so the animal oh, yeah. doesn't suffer. But why are we choosing Tuesday at four? And it's because the vet closes at five. I mean, it's so weird that we. It, it feels like a little bit of a mm, disrespect to life. A little bit. It, it feels like it. And, and so I, I'm sympathetic to that. But she's gonna die anyway, and it could be horrible. Maybe convince her to wait till the pain starts and just go. Now it's I have a reason to get out. And maybe you'd be on more on board with it as well, because then you're not so arbitrarily choosing a time. You're saying, I can't stand this anymore. I need to go. And that makes more sense. So A, she's done you a favor with the grieving process because having it swift and sure is much better than dragging it out over years the way most people do. You still feel the same grief at the end anyway. Number two, maybe wait till she has discomfort and wants to go, like it's not worth it to hang around anymore. And then three, um, get help. Get help from the services that are helping you with this. Other people will help you get through this. And there's a fourth, which is you just get clear on your own philosophical, theological feelings about this. Okay, gentlemen, you satisfied with that one? Yeah, that was a uh, that was a pretty good, heartfelt yeah. answer. I would yeah. have said the same thing. Uh, good. I'm glad you're on board. Well, with yeah, me. you gotta you gotta let you know she she's an adult human and uh, is capable of making well, decisions. Well, it's 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 not as sim it's not just so like that because there are suicidal people that are adult humans that are capable of making decisions that really but, make but the wrong decision but they don't seek out medical aid in doing that you know you believe it or not there is such a thing as that out there there's medically hmm. assisted suicide and uh most I, I don't think we really have that anymore so all right so let's take some voice messages let's get into it here yeah let's start off with some fun stuff yeah let's do it Hey there, Jeans and the Booth Boys. Yeah, and buddy. Mr. Chomo himself, Dr. Chomo. Drew. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm wondering uh, what the deal is with my fucking butthole. <laughs> because my butthole seems kind of moist, you know? And it's not very normal. It's, it's very, like, sweaty. And not even at the same time, it seems like, like, pussy juices, <laughs> you know? I'm just wondering, like, what the hell's going on with that? Because, like, it's making me uncomfortable, and I'd like to be able to not go through three pairs of underpants in a day. Ooh. So thanks, Dr. Drew, and right. keep mine tight. I'll see you later, chumos. And uh, clearly, this gentleman is not keeping him high and tight. It's uh, loose and patchless. He has to fucking change his underwear so, out three times a day? So I, I don't want to be alarming, but this can be kind of serious stuff. So... Right, um, like maybe his butthole is just hungry and he needs to feed it? No. It's more that you can have a neurological disorder that can set this up, and so the sphincter tone is not what it should be. Um, it, it can be a lot of things. You sound like you smoke a little weed. It can be that. I've seen that happen from that. But it actually is something that needs some attention. This is not normal, right? This is this is st stool incontinence. Let's call it what it is. Oh, that's oh. And so this is definitely like a, a brown pouring. This out? is white. This is liquid, sort of a liquidy brown. A, 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 it might be. We, I would need so much more information. I would need to know if he's on any medications. I need to know if he's doing any drugs. I need to know what his bowel patterns are. I need to know if he has mucus or blood in the because sometimes it can be inflammatory bowel disease too. So so it can be one of two things uh, that we worry about. One is something like multiple sclerosis or something that is affecting the tone of the anus. The other is something that's creating inflammation in the colon that's making things kind of push through more thoroughly and sort of, again, affect the function of the anus. And so I worry, just straight off the top, I worry about the neurological stuff, worry about the inflammatory bowel disease, and then we'd have to get into a lot more stuff. Now, you can just add Metamucil. Again, that's my solution to everything if it is just a plain old irritable bowel, but I can't say that until you go get a really thorough medical evaluation. So you should so, go see a, a gastro and um, Gastro, I, I think an internist would be the way to go because this, we don't know that it's gastrointestinal yet. It could be neurological. So we got to get both checked out. Okay. And a, a thorough history, boy. thorough history, um, substance you do, head injuries, anything like that. All that stuff is important here. That was much less fun than I thought it was. I'm sorry. I know brown is just something you guys delight in, it being just and only fun, but brown can be a sign of something more serious. So, Well, uh, we got, you know what? We definitely got a more fun voicemail. And then I want to get into it. You said you were going to question I know. The I, got, I got some today. questions. I, I know. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. Yes. Right, so here's another I'm fun. trying to figure out a way in. So, so we'll see. Go ahead. All right. Here's another voicemail. 
Hey, Hitlers, it's Sam. Uh, I have a question for Dr. Drew. So I was smoking some weed and I had a, an idea of thought. What uh. if I farted enough? Would it leave my DNA behind, like on a seat? Like mm-hmm. if I sat in a chair for enough times and farted in it, would it leave my DNA? Could an investigator pin me for a murder because I farted in a chair too many times? I, I need an answer to this. Please okay. and thank you. Keep I like- them high and tight and uh, you Bet I'm coming up in May. You bet. You bet. It's like a question. Yeah. I like the way it was an idea thought. A weed idea thought. It's awesome. Uh, well, Sam, uh, mm, you know, certainly our last caller with the sweaty uh, anus would leave DNA behind, right? So it's really more a question of what it carries with the gas, right? Whether there's any mist with the said gas. Right, if you actually and, shit during the Yeah, things. and so I think the underwear and the pants and everything will catch pretty much all of it. Just because you smell something doesn't mean it... Let's think about that. Actually, no. if he straight up sharded... Like, say if he, he sharded... Well, even then, it had to get through the pants. But but, but I, I'm just thinking about... He, what he's really asking is, do the, do the gaseous... The thing we smell, does that call, carry DNA? And that's pretty much a no, right? That's just straight up methane gas that we don't like. That's what smells bad. And so I'm going to say no to that one. I'm going to say no. So, but, but Interesting. I mean, for a sweaty guy, it's kind of a yes, though, right? Like, give, me, give me another one. I, I'm not done with this yet. I want to get to the, I'm going to find a way into the booth. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Hitler and Dr. Jew. This is Sean from Michigan. Um, I recently started a factory job and, uh, Needless to say that we sweat a lot, mm. and I used to find the smell of B.O. repulsive, mm. but now I have, like, a woman walk by me, and I smell it, and I want more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, after you work a hard day or you work out in the hot sun in the lawn and you smell your balls after scratching them, kind of like that curious thing. But I'm just wondering why that is. All right. Thanks, Doc. All right. Well, God damn. Yeah, well, that's our animal heritage right there, right? I mean, the animals, they definitely get aroused, and they sort of identify someone based on their smells. We have vestiges of that. We've largely lost all of that in sort of modern society by washing it all away. But you can, you can first of all, you get accustomed to the bad it, it's how when you're with a partner all the time, you actually lose, uh, you know, most of that person's smells. You don't really notice them anymore when you're around them, but even you could identify them, if, particularly if you've been away from it for a while. And so we, you know, it's funny. Women always uh, have to be perfectly clean, and men are like, no, don't worry about it. They, they literally, some men get aroused by it, and it's part of our heritage. It's part of our evolutionary heritage. So it's interesting though that it used to disgust you. Now you got used to it, and now you're now you've got now that you've gotten used to it. You have the arousal piece left behind. So interesting, yeah, interesting, and it causes motivation too. You're motivated to want to go after that person, meet mm. that person, be around that person. Yeah, you really flip flopped on that bo. He did. He did indeed. Is there a young lady with a message? Uh, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. the, for our women viewers, and we need to step it up. We need more of your stuff. You guys create. You guys always. Help me by asking me really good questions that, as men, we don't think about. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Here comes uh, a birth control question. Okay. Hello, Dr. Drew. This is Taylor calling in from Montana. Um, I'm just calling in. I am on uh, the birth control pill. Mm-hmm. I am really good about taking it most of the time. I take it right when I get to work every morning, but sometimes on the weekends I sleep in and don't take it right on time. Mm-hmm. Rather than taking it at like 730, I'll take it closer to 11 noon, sometimes 1. Is this a problem? Am I at risk of getting pregnant when I don't want to? Just let me know. Thanks. Of the show, right? Thanks, Taylor. Nah, you're fine. I mean, if it's five o'clock in the evening, it's like okay, but it's not the way it's designed to be used. But you're gonna be fine. I, I mean, just try, try to remember, especially since you're so perfect the rest of the time. I, I don't think it's gonna make any difference. What's the else. general like window of? Because uh, I mean, if she's taking it at the same time, if every you day miss a day, week. I mean, they have various ways of doing. it. If you miss a day, you double down the next day, and you know it still screws you up. You're supposed to wear a condom the rest of the, the month. Oof. Yeah. And, and, and often messes with your periods too right after that so yeah so you got it you got to be prepared to take it as prescribed um let's, let's look at some i want to see how kids hide drugs okay oh you're gonna love this yeah i think i am too i, I actually saw that up there last show and i wanted to get to it but we got too busy on other stuff 
Yeah, so this is, uh, I don't know if you remember some of these videos, but whenever I was in it, whenever I, when I was a kid and they showed us videos of just like that were messaged towards parents, it's like, hey, look out for your kids typing in this way. Yes, yes. And it's always stuff that kids don't use or don't do. Right, right. Or did five years ago. Right. So this is, uh, so this is one of those. My name is Officer Jamie Donahue from the Falmouth Police Department, and today we are going to take a look at the hidden in plain sight mock bedroom setup. <laughs> um, and we're going to start right over this here on my left with um, a bike pump in the kids' room with a two-liter bottle of Coke and um, what we would see as a cork. Um, some items of interest here because um, what kids can do is they can put the cork in that bottle, use the bike pump to um, fuel uh, the bottle with air, and what kids can actually do with this is smoke alcohol. What? I've never heard of that. I have heard of people smoking alcohol, but I've never heard of this particular little uh, device. Yeah, so, I haven't heard the bike pump. Theory. That's interesting. Well, they must have seen it. I mean, these officers must have seen that, right? So they, they probably, you know, probably happened. It probably happened once. This is what happens a right. lot in substance use sort of circles is or, or even in uh, sort of STD and sexually acting out circles and, and drugs. They do a party where they bring their pills and they put them all in a bar, in a jar and then they pull the pills out and take them. I think that happened once in Florida and then we've decided that happens all the time. I'm sa saying this is the same thing. It happened once somewhere, some, uh, some stoner was thinking about it and figured this out and did it. And now every police department is like, watch out for the, ba the bicycle pump and the Coke bottle. Is there yeah. more? Is that it? They're smoking vodka in the basement. Smoking vodka. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're, oh, yeah. Here's what the, if your series. kid if your kid is going that far to I mean, first of all, they have to get the vodka, and if they want to smoke it and want to get this the the sort of the the advantages, I mean, only crack addicts would and meth addicts would smoke other things. They're sort of motivated to smoke stuff. A, a, a an average fifteen year old that has a small amount of alcohol that wants full effect is going to keister it. That's what they're going to do. Or so, boofing. Boofing. What's that again? Uh, when they ingest it through the anus. That's what I mean. Keister. Mm -hmm. Keister. Yeah. 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 That's okay. the new term. That's what the kids call ah, it now. Good. Okay. Is there more on that video? Yeah. 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 There's a, here's the next wait. clip. Some other items of interest right here on the nightstand um, is this bracelet. This is um, what could appear to be just a braided bracelet, but what it actually is, is a one hitter um, hookah bracelet and it unscrews and it is right um, more or less hidden in plain sight on the nightstand. Same thing with this watch, a seemingly kid takes off the watch, throws it on the nightstand. Um, what it could actually be is, in this case, it opens up, it can be a hide, and in this case, this watch is a grinder um, used for grinding marijuana. Oh, that, that I just like seems that. like cool shit that I need to buy. Yeah, I, I think kids, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's right. also like, I don't think there's kids that are like, I need a grinder on hand so often you, but, and but, so ready to but go but you that know I need why to buy a watch. You know what, what happened? When, when people, real, young people particularly, when they really love cannabis, they love it, they're always thinking about creative ways to use it and find it and keep it and enhance it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of... A lot of energy goes into it. So I, I could see where that might happen. Again, probably right. happened somewhere in Wisconsin, and now they decided every watch is a, is a weed you know, thing. Yeah, like some of these police a work grinder. like a security line at a festival, and they're like, you wouldn't believe the yeah. way that they hide these stuff. Yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. Is there anything else? Oh, yeah. There's like oh three God. or four more right, tips just, and tricks. Let's just um, some other items of interest is a Red Bull. Not the best uh, choice for a teenager to be drinking. Um, oh, already we've we're, we're got a problem just because it's a Red Bull? So Red Bull's the drug? Oh, sorry. Okay. If they like Red Bull, they like cocaine. They, li they like Trump. meth. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Healthiest choice in it will also um, keep them up. Arizona iced tea. And then what appears to be a can of Sprite, um, but it is what we would refer to as a hide. You open up the can of Sprite. No one drinks Sprite and anymore. And there is That's a true. Um, they would storage never... area But right I like inside. that. I like that. Um, uh... In this case, we have rolling papers and um, mock marijuana. <laughs> we, we have to point out that it's not real pot, not real weed. That's good. I like that. That's uh, in ingenious. I yeah. like that one. Here's yeah. some, here some more tricks. Um, what we have here, cotton balls used for heroin. Yeah. Um, if you see okay. paper towel, there's a dryer sheet stuffed inside. Um, the significance of this is if somebody um, is not supposed to be smoking in the house and is, this is a good filter. They will use it to blow the air out um, 
the dryer sheet masks the smell, and they oh. could use that right out their bedroom window, oh, so that it's not right. so easily like recognizable like for that. mom and dad what's going on inside of the bedroom. I will say, I'm a something there. I will say that is probably the only usable tip that I've seen in this series. I would argue I, I did that in college. Uh, uh, you did? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. And it worked like a charm. Granted, if you know what weed smells like, that doesn't really help you. It just makes I, the room smell she, less weed. She's talking about about cigarettes, really. I think is that you can if you don't want your kids to smoke. Or vaping, that kind of thing. But but here's what's interesting to me is that this is more an instruction for people that want to hide what they're doing than it is something that parents should know to look out for. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because the the problem kids are seeing this and getting ideas. Yeah, I would I would argue that the probability of a kid using this before seeing this video, doing this, is extremely remote and a hundredfold higher after seeing the video. Right. No. Yeah. This yeah. is college level smoking. Yeah. This is not yeah. in high school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to promote okay. this stuff. It's enough. I, I, I appreciate the officer's uh, attempts, but no, no, no. Did that no. get you a segue into figuring out? How I'm, gonna, I'm going to where I'm right, going. I'm going to do a couple okay, more emails, okay. then we're going. Dr. Jeans and Booth Jeans, most of my early 20s, I would partake in raves, would roll all the time. Molly in ecstasy. I love the music. Makes a fun time. I experience the usual come down for the next few days, which is like getting hit in the head. Uh, depression and sadness, but I stay hydrated and take 5-HTP plus... Uh, CBD. None of that helps. By the way, I will tell you that will not help you. It goes away by question is what are long-term effects I should look for? Big fan of the show. Piss on me. Beat me. Bet I'll be coming up in May. Um, mood disturbances and memory problems. Very common from heavy molly use. It is it is much like a head injury, right? And as, as a result, we get chronic traumatic encephalopathy. With this particular syndrome, the sort of mood centers, these limbic system, systems in the brain are what are injured. And you get short-term memory problems and mood disturbances, and sometimes they are bad. So uh, it's not something uh, cool. My name is Eric. Uh, I'm a daily cigar smoker, actual cigars, um, for over eight years. Over the last two years, I've been getting extremely nauseated to the point of vomiting every time I eat. Had a colonoscopy, endoscopy, gastric emptying study, sonogram my abdomen, all the blood work in the world. Everything comes back normal. I've also tried gluten and dairy-free diets. My hematologist diagnosed ITP at 16. That's a idiopathic thrombocytopenia purpura, which is low platelets. A gastro doctor and the gastro doctor, the hematologist and the doctor, both think it's stress-related, but I'm not convinced. Please help me, mommy. Um, what do you think it is, Nadav? Well, it doesn't sound like too much cum in the balls. <laughs> I'd say... What but... if, when, it, when it's all the time vomiting, what have we talked about? He doesn't smoke enough weed. Right. No, it, it, I'm wondering if he's also smoking weed. He's oh, smoking, so he's smoking too much weed, possibly. Right. The, the, the syndrome of, mm. of um, hyperemesis from cannabis is very common these days. But I don't think that he would admit to have... I, don't, I mean, not admit, but I don't think he would say that, like, hey, well, I, I smoke cigars every I, day. I know. But I, the weed intake isn't really a thing. I, you know? I, I, you'd be amazed what people say in their histories. You'd be amazed. But that, mm. that's what I would worry that. I've never heard of tobacco causing this, though we might try stopping the cigars for a couple of weeks, see what happens. Uh, and if it's the cannabis, if you're smoking cannabis a couple times a day, I have definitely seen it from that routinely. Unexplained vomiting. It can be stress. It can be functional. And they should try to treat you for it, a functional disorder with some medicines that will help for that. But if it's weed, man, uh, the interesting way to test is you take a hot shower. The hot shower sometimes relieves the vomiting. You know, Drew, it's interesting that you keep on relating the the high weed use to uh, to vomiting and nausea. Yeah, like I know that you've probably like you've definitely seen it more than I have, but I've I saw it maybe one time in my career of smoking weed for the last like twenty years. The the persistent vomiting. The persistent vomiting, and it's it's it, because it's, the reason I see it, it, the reason I see it, I say it all the time is. People come to me like, I've seen every doctor and I'm right. still vomiting. They, they come they, to you when there's problems. They, they come to me because they can't figure out what's going on and they never tell the doctors about the weed or the doctors don't know to ask about it. And I, my first question is, how much weed are you smoking? Well, I'm big, you know, wake and bake and whatever. I've done it for years. What's the big deal? It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's causing the vomiting. It just is. Um, okay, gentlemen. Drugs. Oh, boy. Uh, Zola, was there much drug use when you were younger? Or even now, uh, <laughs> you, no. you are young. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, no interest in experimentation or anything? Not really. Not really. Why do you think that is? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I was were you afraid of it? Were you afraid a, a of a bit? Uh, yeah, I'd fearful. Try to be pretty safe. And were you fearful of hurting yourself, or what? What was the fear of getting caught and being a bad person? <laughs> Mommy won't like it. Just saying. Uh, yeah, kind of all yeah. of the above. Just wasn't really my thing. And um, so there's n- never been any curiosity about trying anything. Not a whole lot. Okay, Chris, what about you? Uh, no, I didn't really try drugs huh. in any capacity. I mean, I smoked weed like once in college, and that was really the extent of it. What did you study in college? Um, I studied psychology and media studies. Interesting. I'd so. also like to say that he went to Berkeley, and he's only <laughs> tried weed once. How did you avoid it? I mean, it was there. I'm not saying it wasn't around. Did, but I, but, but I noticed. I, I lived a bunch of, around a bunch of guys that smoked weed when I, my freshman year of college, and they made it their life's uh, objective to make sure I smoked a bunch of weed because they can't stand that somebody doesn't like it or doesn't. You know, they're just, oh, you're not doing it right. I got to teach you how to do it. This, you know, the, when you when somebody doesn't like the love of their life, they can't process. It. At least back then, it was very much that way. No one ever attempted to convert you. Yeah, no, I don't think I had any friends that were like that into weed. Yeah. Um, and if they were, they were generally pretty respectful about people in, who in didn't want to try it. Respectful. Yeah. And so, what in psychology did you, did you like? What what was your sort of interest in psychology? Um, I was just, you know, interested in just brain stuff and like, right. I think the most interesting classes I had were a lot of the neuropsychology right. classes I okay, took. Okay, good. So you've had some background in that. What what do you, um any questions for me in terms of that, that we, we talk about that a little bit here. Any questions about that? Oh, I mean, <laughs> right off the top, I don't have any. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with your body, Chris? You could tell us. What's wrong with your body? That's not the question. Yeah, no, no. What, what he worries, he th- we talk a little about neuro, neurological, neuropsychological issues here, particularly on the drug side. And uh, I think Chris would have some questions about that. So if they come up, you'll, you'll tell me. But um, so when you hear about any uh, and you've had this psychological training, what do you think? <laughs> Almost, <laughs> I have psychological training. <laughs> you've had some psychological education. Um, uh, I mean, there's some things that it's like, I, I, he'll do things and I'm like, okay, yeah, we definitely learn about like that kind of thing in, in <laughs> psychology. Where any is just textbook <laughs> psychology scenarios. Well, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it'll be more like benign stuff, you know. Well, give like, an example. Well, it's, it's like. If, if we were talking. Yeah. It, and, you know, it'd be like if, um, you know, it, that, that, what's that, the, the attribution error is when you think. Um, Fundamental attribution yes, error. Yes, uh, where. Where other people's problems are a result of their personality, and your problems are a result of environment and stuff like that. Right. So, um, so let, let's let's parse that out. So the fundamental attribution error is essentially believing that when you see someone's behavior, there's something about them and not necessarily the circumstance that makes them engage in something that you see as problematic or bad. But when it happens to you, it's only the environment creating this from you. Right? That about right way to summarize it? Yeah, that's a good way okay. to summarize it. And so what did he do? Well, I mean, um, I don't remember what we were, but we were having a conversation about, I think, one of his relationships. Uh, um, uh-huh. um, and I think he does a good job about recognizing when there's a problem on his, his own, but less so when it's other people, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Does that affect the workplace at all? Not really. I think it's usually when we're talking about like outside relationships. Okay. And know? and so when you heard his um, defecation procedure, any psychological thoughts about that? <laughs> Anything at Berkeley? Any training about uh, sitting yeah. high over a toilet seat? And at what age did something bad happen? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> we he he was he ever talked about that? Oh, his way of shitting. <laughs> He talks about it all the time. His traumas, his traumas. Did he um, talk about his way of shitting before we started talking about it here? Well, we had to ask about it. That's how we found out about it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you knew about it before I got to it? Yeah. Why didn't yeah. you share that with us? Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things we didn't know that it was content until, you know, it was very How did much you aware. find out about it? I'm trying to think how we found out about it. I think it happened randomly. Did you break, we a, rec- break a toilet seat or something? Well, no. We were recording a YMH, and I think someone had left. I, I think someone made the bathroom stink. Ah. And I think Tom or Christina was like, who was it? And then and he was like, well, I know it wasn't me. And then they're like, what do you mean? How do you know? How do you know it wasn't you? He's like, well, I don't shit often. Uh-huh. And they're like, when was the last time you shit? And he was like, I don't remember. And then him saying, I don't remember, it was just like... <gasps> 
What do you mean you don't remember your last shit? During the show that happened. No, that was off camera. Okay, <laughs> and that's when you guys went at it. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. that's when it was just like, we need to we need to dig into this. I understand. This and, is show right And now. so, Chris, any other insights into your partner, your your work partner? <laughs> I was like, and he's my partner now. <laughs> you're, where are your work partner? Do you, uh, do you have a partner? Or are you... Are you involved no i'm i'm single as single can be <laughs> and, and ladies you could find them on instagram oh <laughs> at instagram.com slash c c e e underscore larson check them out c e e underscore larson. they've been trying to set me up on this show for a while now <laughs> well i think it's time when we worked our Whoa. way through josh potter and now it's time for chris and and so so um hashtag make chris come oh god <laughs> So, Chris, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Northern California. Okay. And, and how'd you end up in this job? <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, I mean, you know, uh, after college, uh, all my friends had moved down to L.A. because that's where work was and yeah. media-related things. So I moved down as well and started working in documentaries for a while and then met a, connect, a mutual connection through that that hooked me up with these people. Um, these people, yes. I call them these people too. <laughs> and, and, and so, and so I've noticed you, you keep your head down and you're quite quiet and keep to yourself here. And, and yet I don't experience you when I talk to you that you're that kind of person necessarily. Is that a survival technique in this environment? <laughs> Is that just something you have to do? That's fair. That's, uh, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I get it. So you just I, try to not get in the crosshairs? No, I would say it's more of that, like, um, how do I describe it? It's, I am not the craziest one here. What? So <laughs> what? it kind of pushes me into the normal boat so, more so than and, and if normal. I'm around my friends where I can be a little bit more crazy because they're all a little more straight edge. And, and normal here, I imagine, is uh, discriminated against, right? Isn't it? Don't you feel a little ostracized when you're normal? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they Definitely. don't treat you right if you're normal. That's right. <laughs> this is a completely. They're always asking me about my life. This know? is a They're safe so work confused. environment. Everything is kosher. <laughs> Everything's above board. And we I'm don't guessing, make Chris do anything he doesn't really want. And, to. and I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing, the plan is keep your head down and get out of here as soon as the documentaries open up again. Eh? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. That's not. No, my no. Uh, no, of course not. And he's moving to Austin with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to Austin. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it's a it's a mixture of excitement and fear, right? You know, is that your first time you lived outside of California? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you'll you'll welcome it. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> California just blows. It's just it's unreal. Oh, before I go any further, I, my daughter and I wrote a book. Be sure to buy the book. It it doesn't have to be awkward. Please, it's available now wherever you buy books. Do read it, particularly if you have a younger or teenage kids. That's who it's written for. Oh yeah, it's good uh, for parenting. You say parenting and and for just general info for fifteen to eighteen year olds in terms of conducting themselves in a healthy way with relationships consent and other and other aspects of of trust and boundaries and consent um so 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 chris uh when when you imagine going down to austin i mean where do you see yourself like in five years where do i see myself in yeah because you're going to lose all those friends i mean here well let me put it this way you're you're one of the ways you're able to keep your head down and stay out of trouble is you have your friends on the outside. Right, right? I have a network. You have a network this. on the outside, right. And you just get the hell out of here and then you can be yourself. Here you gotta be, you just professional is a way of saying it, right? Right. Yeah. I, I do pride myself on my professionalism. Yes, I, I've noticed. I, well, yeah, I just I was, confirm he's very professional at the office. No, I get that, but I <laughs> but I also thought he was a quiet person, but now I'm, I'm seeing there's something else going on. And, and so, <laughs> nothing weird, nothing weird, uh, uh, but that there's, there's more to Chris than he brings to the workplace. And I'm wondering why, other than the fact that everybody's crazier than you here. Well, I, I mean, say that with peace and love, by the way. Of course, of course. Peace but look, love. we didn't. Peace we don't love. take that as an insult. Of, right. That's what I said. You're ostracized if you're normal. I got it. So go ahead, Chris. I mean, you know, part of it is that it's, you know, this is work for me. It's not yes, like it's a not personal fine. space, right. and so I'm not going to act. What did your in parents do? I get it. What did your parents do? Uh, my mom is an RN, and my dad is a flight engineer. Flight engineer? What is yeah. that? Is so he's the, engines? Yeah, no, no, no. He's the guy who's on the plane, just basically checking the engine to make sure everything's working properly. Um, cool. Interesting. Yeah. What's his favorite engine manufacturer? Oh, I've never asked him that. Okay. <laughs> so is he, more of a, is he more of a Boeing guy? Is he or? a Raytheon, GE? <laughs> I mean, what, what's what's Rolls Royce? What's he like? <laughs> so, so, what you don't know is the the engines are built by different companies than the aircraft. So he's uh, a that's why I'm curious about it. GE. 
Uh, all right, Chris, I'll let you off the hook. Any traumas growing up? <laughs> <laughs> That's letting anything, off the hook. We should know. Anything <laughs> anything should trauma. Know Did anyone know. beat you as a kid, Chris, so, or no, what? No, no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to um, say no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. So, so Zolo, Zolo, did you know all this about Chris? Why don't you share all this with us? Yeah, yeah. You I knew, knew it. You did. You ever go out with him and uh, you know tilt a few or anything? Um, uh, you know, a couple times here and there, we've gone out for dinner. He's, but, a, he's a different person on the outside. Uh, I mean, when he's with us, he's very much the same. But what I've gathered is he's kind of like the psycho of his friend group. Oh, yeah. well, that wouldn't stand out here, right? That would look normal. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would look completely normal. Right. And when and when you say that, Zola, what what are we talking about? Um, well, I think he plays like much more the straight man in this work environment, but then he'll take some of the craziness that we put onto him and then bring it back to his friends so they Give can all have fun. Give me an example. Give me an example. I don't know. I mean, just just stories from work. Yeah, you know. Wait, hold on. This is what I want to know: is that if he's the psycho of his group, yeah. it's why do you? Like, how much do you tone yourself down here? Because I see you, I mean, I say, you have just, I, I also see you changing. So I know that when you used to slate, you used to slate very angrily. Now, yeah, I'll probably go back to doing that now. And now you slate less angry. Oh, you know what it is, Drew? All right. Yeah, so Chris is a fucking contrarian, all right? <laughs> the second That's anyone fair. tells him to do anything or says, like, hey, I think you might enjoy XYZ, he's like, oh, I'll tell you what I'm running away from. X Y Z. So, so do you have a little like oppositional defiance? Is that uh, that's that would be fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if anyone wants me, I almost instinctually don't want to do something someone wants me to do. Interesting. So, so some of that quiet that we see here may actually be sort of aggression, like you're withholding. That's fair. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. And so, Nadav, you said that that uh, Chris was showing some aggression earlier. Yeah. Every now and then, you'll catch him in a moment. Where it's yeah. just like, uh, oh, yeah, there's gamer Chris right there. <laughs> like, like <laughs> you know? give me an example. So, for example, uh, like, I mean, it's if, you, if you're in this control room, you'll see it all the time. But, you know, maybe he'll accidentally do a bad switch. Yeah. And sometimes you might even hear it on a mic get picked up where all of a sudden the aggression will get so crazy that he will just start slamming buttons until <laughs> it gets to the point where it needs to get. And if you guys ever hear any hard clicking, for the most part, that means Chris is switching. And, and so, Chris, <laughs> when, when you need to let aggression out, what do you do? Um, I mean, gaming is one of them. Yeah. Do you guys sure. hear that click? Yeah. G gaming, <laughs> meaning, meaning I did, but, but meaning, meaning online gaming, like world of, you know, uh, yeah, I don't really do a lot of online so, gaming. So, I mean, just, but just you do violent, video gaming. violent video games. Um, some of them are violent. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you get it out. But yeah. Perfect, perfectly normal, just... perfectly healthy. Yeah, of course. Of course. What's more, what's, <laughs> what's less healthy than that? I'm just saying. Maybe throwing uh, ice cubes at a wall. That's what I do. I don't know. So maybe going for a run or. I do that too, but right, I good. usually don't do it to get aggression out. I just do that to stay healthy. All right. So, so aggression for you is something you have to put out there. You have to do something with it. I, I don't know. It's, I feel like if I just don't address it, it tends to fizzle away. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so thank you. Um, uh, interesting. We're learning a lot about the Booth Boys today. It's sort of flushing out. I still feel like. I feel like Chris has been very forthcoming today. I'm still... Which is interesting, because I still feel like he's hiding so much. <laughs> well, but he may be, but th that may be the oppositional defiance and the withholding, right? He has told right. us how he's set up to do that. Because I want to know these things, that's yeah. what makes him keep it. For exactly. And so it's it's so he's it's withholding, there's optional defiance, yes. and, and then there is just the reality that he keeps his head down and does his job and doesn't want to get fucked up by the stuff that's going on here, Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, because this this place can uh, break you a little bit. What do you mean by that, Chris? I mean, I've seen some shit that I have never seen in my life. You're talking about the videos. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, I you could, could never share them with my friends or anything because I don't want to break them. You you could get PTSD from it. You could. Give me yeah. Like, what did you see that was particularly problematic? I think the first thing that really set me over the edge is the anal prolapse. Oh really? On there, the there first people, live show that we showed, there are people that get off. That was on like that. a year ago. That's the I first know. time we broke you. Yeah, that was the first time. Isn't We've been here like two, three years. That's great. Yeah, and then we, <laughs> moved, and then we moved on to death videos. Oh yeah, that uh, yeah. still fucks me up. Yeah, death videos. Are, I showed someone uh, the the lathe video when I went out like a week ago. He's just yeah. like, "What's the craziest shit you ever saw?" I'm like, "All right, why don't you sit down real quick?" And I showed it to him, and then he. He got quiet for the rest of the night. Yeah, it, it's it, it's easy to distance yourself from those. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of you don't really see what's going on. You can kind of like push it away. 
But uh, there's some videos you guys look at that is desensitizing. I'm not going to kid you. Oh yeah, dude. My uh, I feel like like the 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 thresholds, uh, almost gradually, maybe very quickly, they change once you see a certain thing. It's like. You just start developing scar tissue on scar tissue, and you don't even know what offends you anymore. Strangely, I am doing a streaming show in about two hours where we are talking about journalists and PTSD and how they get PTSD from all the things they have to go and see and stuff. So, And, and, and my son, for a while, was a, uh, a video editor for a, a crime show, and it really bugged him. He, he really got upset watching all the crimes and having to edit stuff out, and it, it gets you. It does. You have to be careful. You have to, you have to at least temper it a little bit so you don't overload yourself and realize when you're seeing too much and try to get out in the world and you know be with other people in a healthy way which is what chris does even though uh, zolo says he doesn't <laughs> so zolo you're gonna have to uh catch up with chris here because he's given us a lot of information maybe mm-hmm. not today maybe not today um okay. but um yeah <laughs> i don't know here it's interesting We'll work on you guys a little bit more. Chris, thank you. I feel like I know you better, and and that's good. You should you should share more of yourself in the workplace, okay? Yeah, maybe in the next few episodes. I want to get more into this contrarian stuff because I feel like that's the biggest it's, hurdle it's, it's getting not, in Chris's it's, way. It's, it, yeah, it's defiance and withholding. It's a little, Contrarian it actually, actually makes it sound um, like, a, like a strategy. More healthy than it is. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a posture, right? It's a, it's a withholding. Like, I'm not really going to show you very much of myself. And if and my instinct is, if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do the opposite. And it's sort of passive aggressive, right? That's called passive aggressive. Mm. And that's why I'm not surprised that he has, that's why I was asking about all the aggressive outlets. Well, what are you looking up? I'm going to show <laughs> you the personification of passive aggressiveness. Oh, really? God damn it. Yeah. Oh, uh, not available. Wait, hold on. Foot, oh, go to his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Okay, there it is. There we go. Okay, I typed in the wrong thing. All right, so I just want you to see the progression of these posts. This is Chris's Instagram, okay? Okay. Here's post number one. Hey, guys. The guys at the office won't stop pounding me about Fuck those guys. Instagram stories, so I'm going to now do a mm. once-a-month post just for them. Uh, just for them. So well, I wouldn't do it for like. myself. Hey, guys. Okay, the next. Guys at the that's office that's that one. Okay, that's the oppositional defiance. That's it. That's the withholding. So they won't stop <laughs> pounding me at work <laughs> to make the next post. So here's my next post. See you in August, I guess. Well, <laughs> those here's are... the most recent one. Hey, guys. It's August, so guys at work are railing me about the next post. So here it is. See you in September and... Happy National Smile Week. Let's go. <laughs> and so w- when you say railing and pounding, w- what is it they're doing? You know, they're just keep, they just won't get off my case about posting Instagram. So I'm posting Instagram. And and just because, and don't, didn't you ever think to yourself, maybe it's a good idea. I'm part of a whole media empire here. I might, maybe I should take advantage of that and do something interesting. Nope. No, no. <laughs> and, th- and that's, and that's because they're asking you to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've not, I'm not a public person I get to begin it. with, so it's I, like I get it. now asking me to be this like persona online. I'm just like I don't. We're not asking care. you to be a persona, Chris. It's just we're we're just asking you what bad things can happen from this. <laughs> Nothing. So why are you not doing it? Because I, I don't feel like it. I don't like to do it. That's I why I don't. What, do is it. there a circumstance that would make you like it? Uh, like I I'm not an Instagram guy to begin with, so it's mm-hmm. like. Telling me to do something that I don't want to do. I get anyway, it. So. I get you know, do you. Do you hate Instagram? I don't care. I don't have an opinion. Like I don't care for it. Like I don't use it. I don't take a look at this following time. number, Drew. Uh oh. It says zero. Zero following. Yeah. Following yeah. zero people. Three posts. It's literally he. It's like he only maintains Instagram for me, Zolo, any Tom and Christina. Like it's. And is it, is it the five of them, uh, Chris? That's on your case. Five yeah. of them, all five. Of it started them. with just three of us, and then Christina but, and Tom started hearing what we're doing, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is a problem that we need to turn into it, a company." <laughs> and so, and so, you want to do a good job at work? Why not just look at it as one of the professional tasks you have to do? 
Because this is outside the scope. <laughs> no, uh, well, you better talk to your bosses about that. It sounds like they feel differently. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go. We're going to be enough of that. I want to see some videos myself. I'm, your, your, your videos, Chris, did not... I, 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 they didn't do anything for me. So I would do something. To you have 3,900 people that want to follow you, that want to hear from you. Just even, even that you hate doing it, but then do something with it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Chris, you, like what you're saying, Drew, uh, l let me tell me if I'm not understanding this correctly, yeah. is that you like to see these monthly posts turn into weekly posts. I'd right? like to see a couple times a month, and I'd like to see Chris go, I hate these MFers that are beating my ass. <laughs> let me tell you what happened today. I'm going to what I'm going to share with you is my hatred for what they make me do and all my defiance. I'm going to put it right here. I'd be interested in that. <laughs> That's good content right there. I'd be interested in that. So so you're let let all those feelings out on Instagram <laughs> and I'm in. I'm interested in what you got to say. So Sounds like you're trying to get me fired. <laughs> oh, I know I just I promise you, you won't get fired I, for that, Chris. If I just yeah. start bad-mouthing everyone on Instagram. No, I mean, don't no bad-mouth, but no, you know, just let your inner feelings out. Just, just what a pain in the ass everybody is. We, we know. We see it. This, whole, this, is, this, this sort of environment is about busting balls. Am I wrong, anybody? No, that's exactly There's a, there's that's a lot of ball-busting goes on here. And, uh, that's the show. <laughs> you're able to... <laughs> and you're, a, you're, you're for, within your liberty to go, they're busting my balls, and I hate it, and here's why. That's cool. I'd, I'd be interested in that. We'll see. Just like a hate journal, right. and I'm Ooh. not. And, I, and here's the here's Ooh, an, an anger and, journal. And one, I'd love to see and, that from it. Chris. Would be fascinating. <laughs> and and one more thing, I'm not telling you to do it. In fact, I'm telling you not to do it. No, don't do what I just said. Don't do it. Goddamn it! Whatever it is, I study psychology. Don't. I know reverse psychology <laughs> when I see it. <sighs> yeah, I know, but it works. Drew, how do we get past this? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll how see do we get him to do the things we'll we want him to see. do? That you're not going to have any luck at. But in terms of this one thing, I think you might see a little something. All right, let's get some videos here. Women flicks out, flips out at a construction site. What's your badge number, huh? Uh-oh. Let me have a picture of your ID, huh? You want to take pictures of somebody? Let me have a picture of you. Over this goddamn gate. Uh-oh. What the fuck is she oh. doing? She break it? it? Yes, she did. Let's go. That's a felony. Now. Oh, I see. She's, She's getting pretty angry, huh? Uh, I see. Yep. Yep, that's a felony right there. Oh, that's a felony? Yeah. You think I ain't been in prison Back for up. Oh. Back Why up. are you holding us like that? Back up. The pilot car's coming. I don't want no problems with you. I know who's coming. Because oh. you're a goddamn car. cop caller. Think I'm fucking car. scared of you? Right you fucking kidding Here. me? Here's the fucking pilot car. Go ahead. <laughs> What's a pilot car? Oh, somebody has to lead them through. Back up. These people have been holding us here because she's pissed off. Back up. But she can't fuck me. Okay, so... Remember what you said about any uh, making the fundamental attribution error? Mm -hmm. This is an attribution error. She, this woman has decided that these workers, these poor workers who are waiting for the pilot car to lead the, her, their, her and her cohorts through, they're doing it because A, they want to F her, and B, because they want to make her miserable. Brilliant. It's all because they want that puss. Brilliant. Keep going. The next video. They oh, there's the more? Oh, my God. Because I'm a drunk bitch, oh. and I was a smart ass. I'm drunk, hey, and she's driving. Hey, hold that whole fucking line up. Yeah. Let us go. No Please. shoes. Please. Oh. <laughs> and she fails to moon the camera. Oh, but she made the motion. I liked it. I liked the effort. All right. All right. What else we got up there? Ugh. I'm just happy they haven't thrown up this particular... Uh, uh, let's see. Right oh, now, right, right from now, from the peanut butter. How are you feeling? I, I'm not normal. I'm not right. It's it's just weird. I think I'm gonna have explosive diarrhea soon. So. <laughs> right now, right now, update. Yeah, make make sure that you document that for us. Of so, course. so first, I want you to tell. I want you to tell me if this guy sounds or looks familiar to you. Okay. I'm not interested in sluts. I'm not interested in hoes. I'm not interested in hookers. I'm not interested in drug addicts. I'm not interested in the unhealthy, the unclean, the unfathomably stupid, anything other than the women of Gen Z. Pretty cool so far. He keeps going. Okay, I don't know what that means. Either. So if you hook me up to one of those, you'll earn $100. This is proof that I have the money. I'm not doing this to flash my wealth. And by the way, there's a there's a quality in his voice every once in a while that freaks me out because he sounds a little bit like Tom Segura every once in a while. Just listen to his voice and tell me if every once in a while you don't hear Tom. But go ahead. 
I'm not interested in any woman that would date more than one guy at a time. If I don't get her phone number at the end of the dinner date or lunch date, then you don't get the $100. I'm not really too interested in Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians or the right wing. You have to be a Marxist. <laughs> what is, what is, is this like Fed Smoker uh, Jr.? A little bit. So yeah. now I'm going to show you what he looks like. You tell me uh -oh. if he looks like someone you recognize. More on point, this has to do with baby DNA, too. I don't care how many times you say it's about pussy, I'm just gonna reject you wigger fucking retards and not redact anything I say. And so, no, I don't recognize him. All right, so tell me if Should this I recognize guy, him? I don't know. Tell me if this, uh, if this reminds you of... Uh-oh. Uh I want an adult hottie on my oh lap right my now, under 26 God. right now, no frills, no excuse. Big titties and intelligence. I don't care if she's a hood, rat, punk, rock, wow. or any kind of anything. As long as she's hot and here right now on my 37-year-old dick right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. If you remember my my take on that was that it, there was some meth involved, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I was saying that again with this guy. Remember I was saying it's kind of like a Fed Smoker Jr.? I'll give you $100 if you hook me up with an 18 to 21-year-old chick. She has to have a dinner with me. It's a matchmaking service. You're a freelancer now. The, it's possible it's, it's just, just got such a cool attitude he's such it. a cool guy he's such a cool guy he doesn't have the cool teeth though i don't know what's going on but he could be a little manic there's probably a mania in here too that's, but, that's probably uh, a good right part. now right now right now baby dna gen x seed gen z egg soaked in telomerates <laughs> the fastest swimmers the hardest hitters sperm is in my generation a third of our sperm and you know it's the same guy because it's the same site no, I mean just looking at him, you know, it's it's a. Uh, I never would have picked him as the same guy, not in a million years. Well, yeah, well, you know, we got a we got a bang up a uh, research team here at YMA. I Studios. know that. I know that. Whether well, or not uh, resisting. And also the Gen Z egg. It's an intergenerational, generationally skipped pattern that the entire universe is in. Look at the stars. Look at the galaxies. The comparison between those two is a generation. For the stars and galaxies, the stars came first and then they formed the galaxies. Do you think I'm fucking retarded? Doesn't he sound like Fed Smoker? They, they feel that same. They do have weird, similar vibes. Weird vibe in the thinking. So, yeah, so I go back to my original thing. I'm still thinking math for this guy. All those pupils are sort of mid position, but I don't know. Very weird. He's a weird guy. Is there? Is there another. And he just goes on like that, right? Uh, I mean, that's the end of this whole, uh, wow. of this whole thing. But I feel like. I right think, now, I think right you, now, update. I think you nailed it. I think it's uh, that he's just going through different manic episodes and happens to be recording them. Yeah, that it's it's interesting. I th but there's a definitely methy flavor to all of it, though. So interesting. Well, so keep an eye on that guy for me, okay? Oh, yeah, we will. All right. Uh, <laughs> face tattoo removal. Is it the same guy we were seeing before? Um, I think this might be a different one. Okay. Uh -oh. I need to oh. see it. Uh. I'm getting face tattoos removal. My first appointment is next Monday. I need to tell you because, first of all, I share my life online. Second of all, you will see my face changing, you know, in the next few weeks, months. I love my tattoos. They were part of me for the past 10 years. Um, they truly built the person that I am today. I just feel like now I feel so confident in the man that I became. When I was young, I had so much stuff to express. And to me, my ink was, you know, one outlet that l led me to you know, maybe say stuff that I couldn't couldn't put out in any other art form. I feel like I want to see the person I am today without those tattoos to see who I kind of truly am. So, yeah. A lot of problem in Pretty this world. Yeah, a lot of problem in this world today with what we call uh, identity formation. Can, hey, Chris, you know what I'm talking about? You study that at Berkeley? Not really. Please elaborate. Forming a stable sense of self. Now, that doesn't mean you can't change over time. You can, but there is a lot of unstable identity out there, a lot. And you listen to his thinking. Like, I got to get rid of these tattoos so I can see who I am, but they're great because who I was, who was terrible, is great because it was terrible, so I got to get rid of it. It's just all this conflicted thinking. And, uh, yeah. Stinking thinking, right? Stinking thinking, that's right. And he's maturing, and now look at this thing. Going, well, that's not me anymore. Why was that you in the first place? Is what you got to ask yourself. Why did mm. what was going on that you needed to 
do that. And what he's describing is sort of an you know, unstable sense of himself and a, and a need to project that out of the world, which is not, you shouldn't have to project out into the world who you are, right? You don't have to, you, the other people don't need to know everything you're thinking or everything about you. You need to have that inside yourself. That's stable, that's healthy, it's contained. I don't know. I, I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff that goes by, of, and they can do whatever they want. I'm not judging it at all. I'm just saying, he's in a healthier place now and now he's starting to and he what he could say that would be a reasonable thing is to go i had to go through all that to get where i am now i'm happy where i am now i got to put all that behind me that was unstable but i needed to do it that would be a healthy way to look at it he didn't say that he kept sort of equivocating and saying it's good but it's bad but it's good but it's bad so you know he couldn't just say that was me then i did this crazy shit uh i needed it to get where i am now and now i'm putting it behind me next Right I'm on now. my way to my first tattoo removal session. A little bit stressed, but I hope everything will do well. It's like you're not even going to be able to tell he had any tattoos on his face with all this scarring, right? Uh, it's not going to scar. That's just right now. Really? Yeah. That, oh boy. <laughs> Hold on. This won't scar. Uh, not. I don't think so. Not if they do it properly. That's wild. Yeah. They, it, what will happen is there'll be a little faint. I think a little faint ink left behind. Probably will happen. Oh, so you're so. saying with enough sessions, he could just go back to having just norm, like a normal, clean-looking face? Ish, ish, yeah. Ish, ish, yeah. Some, if he's lucky, it will. But, but probably you, as you've seen. You know, there's still a little bit of stuff left behind in the skin. You can tell. Oh yeah. Oftentimes. Yeah. So we have more. Well, I mean, uh, do you remember the uh, the juggalo who got his uh, face tattooed? There's a lot of those. Oh yeah, 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 I do yeah, yeah. Say That's a different. That's a harder. You know, we all. It's harder to get that off. Yeah. I thought I was Mr. Cool, but having this on my face has been a destruction to my life. I can bet. Mentally. So they're kind of saying the same the same I message. Can't yeah, except this guy is now sober and going. I gotta I gotta put this behind me, right? Drug different this guy's saying this sucks the, the other guy was like well it was good but it was bad but it was good but it was bad but i needed to do He's it like this was all bad this was <laughs> all bad i was a drug addict i'm sober now and we got to put this behind me yeah here take a look at before and after uh so this is fresh when he got it and then this is him after a couple removal sessions yeah it's not going that well yet but you got to see it's, it's it's harder that's a d darker ink and stuff yeah he's look transitioning how, into having a normal face yeah yeah look how young he looks in that one on the left yeah, he must have. That must have been like, hey, I just turned eighteen. Oh. Let's go to the tattoo shop. He looks like he's fifteen, but anyway, okay. <laughs> he does look a little young here. Woo! But, you know, those jugglers, they bounce back pretty quick. They are survivors, that's for sure. I heard uh, that. I tried to call Violent J, by the way. Oh yeah, he, how'd he has, that go? Heart, he didn't answer. His, his phone just turns off. Um, but yeah, he has heart failure, so we got. I'd love to talk to him. All right, I'm not done yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 do do you did you poop interview? Oh, yeah, this one's fun. Okay. We worked out this off-season, uh, you know, the whole time I was in Melbourne, and we've been in the gym together for a long time. So, I mean, there's no one really better to work okay. with in Australia Did than, you poop? than, um, than <laughs> Andrew Gaze. Who's he talking to? So uh, this was a fun thing. So this is the, the reporter uh, who tweeted out, I'm so used to every Thunder Media Zoom call being auto-muted that I assumed the media Zoom calls with the <laughs> NBA rookies were auto-muted. I was wrong. So I'm 99% sure Josh Giddy just heard me ask, did you poop to my one-year-old son and thinks I was talking oh about Oh, my God. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Now, is NBA, is, it, is that stand for something different than National ba Basketball Association? No, no, no. That's what he's talking about. Like he's a, he's a sports reporter. That kid is a basketball player. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He looks too small. He's a he's player. a rookie. Yeah. Oh. You're one, baby. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> and how did you guys find the Brandon's uh, Twitter? Uh, it was just all submitted. Oh, very good. Nice yeah. work, everybody. The research team is top notch, man. I'm telling. Did you poop? <laughs> uh, and give me a TikTok before I wrap it up. Yeah, let's do a TikTok and then uh, let's get a nice voicemail or two in. Oh, okay. Have I done no voicemails? Uh, I think we've done a, a handful, but you know, it's, it's just always nice to to, yeah, yeah. to give the people answers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it doesn't look like we. I got much. news for you. You go to the TikTok help center. <laughs> Underneath community guidelines, it says copyright infragmenting. 
That means you have to have that person's permission to do what you are doing to their videos. It's so funny. Not only is the infragmenting funny, but how people get so upset at other people on social media. Yeah. There's a lot of you asshole stuff on Twitter and, and TikTok as though that's going to change things, by the way. A lot of screaming at people on on TikTok. Right. It's a, kind of the, the Barbara Streisand effect. It's if you yell at people to stop talking about you, guess what they're going to talk about? They're going to step it up. Right. All right. Give me a voice message. Right. Let me just set up real quick and find a good one for it. I feel like we haven't. Oh, here's something we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, that's right. We did Sam and Taylor. Oh, yeah. here, you know what? We, uh, yeah. Here, here's a fun one. Okay. Hey, Dr. Drew. My name's Jake from Colorado. Just a random question. Sometimes when I take a piss, I'll like pinch off the valve. You know what I mean? I'll pinch off the urethra and like mm. all the piss comes in until I, until I release it. And sometimes that shit hurts. And so I want to know how much damage that does. Yeah. Okay? Does somebody beat me? Betting coming up in May. Yeah, never never underestimate what men will do to their body just to fuck around with it. Um, yeah, it's not good. You're putting stress on the urethra, and you may be expanding it, and then it can get inflamed. It can scar and contract. You can get urethral stricturing that way. It's not good. Things that General principle. Things that want to come out of your body, once they start, you need to let them come out. Whether it is semen or sneeze or pee-pee or poo-poo, whatever it is, everybody, once it's on its way, do what you can to let it happen. It's not good to interrupt all that, especially I, bad for the urethral tract. The prostate gets irritated. It's, it's all bad. So it's not good for, it's not like a good Kegel exercise is what you're saying. No, I, he says now to interrupt the stream with your Kegel muscles, that actually is not a bad thing. Ooh. That actually you can strengthen your Kegel muscles by interrupting the flow of urine with your pelvic muscles. He said he pinches off the urethra. Oh, yeah. So I assumed I, he was talking that, about his hand. I did that one time. And yeah. immediately you're if, like, this is good for your body. No. If you're doing the pinching with your pelvic musculature, that can become irritating and somewhat difficult. But that, that actually you can strengthen those muscles that way. And that's not a bad thing. So so that's, that's technically what you use. I mean, it's not really interrupting... Your your body's designed to interrupt that flow if it needs to, so that's okay. Uh, with with your pelvic muscles. All, All right, right, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, DrFDarkGmail.com. Uh, we voice messages, 818-253-1693. And uh, you better be coming up in May. I guess pretty soon we're going to be down in Austin, right? Pretty soon now, any day, any time. I mean, it'll be it'll be a minute. I'll catch you up. All right, we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Keep listening. Keep watching. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician.